0: This is the SF Productions Podcast Network. The Kinescope Initiative, Episode 124. A sitcom review in chronological order. From the SFPP and Television Center, take it away, Mark. Thank you, announcer bot, and welcome to the Kinescope Initiative, a sitcom review in chronological order. Let's continue with the sitcoms of 1984. There's a time for love and a time for living. Take a chance and face the moon. Open road and a road. premiered on ABC on September 20th, 1984, at 8.30 p.m., only a half hour after the premiere of The Cosby Show. Meet Tony Maselli, Tony Danza, a widower with daughter Samantha, Alyssa Milano, who chucks the big city for the suburbs. He gets a job as a live-in domestic for Angela Bauer, Judith Light, the president of an ad firm who is divorced with son Jonathan, Danny Pintuaro. Also in the mix is Angela's mother, Mona, Catherine Hellman. Tony brought order to the chaotic home and became a father figure for Jonathan. Various relationships came and went. Angela had Jeffrey, Robin Thomas. Samantha had Jesse, Scott Bloom. Mona had Max, Leslie Nielsen. And Tony had Kathleen, Kate Vernon. Meanwhile, Tony had friends from the Old Neighborhood. Buddy Al, William Gallo, and second mom, Mrs. Rossini, Rhoda Gemignani. While Angela had best friend Bonnie, Shayna Lane Block. Also from the Old Neighborhood was Billy, Jonathan Halkire. Sitcom, standard operating procedure, when the younger son ages out of being cutesy. Billy only lasted a year. Samantha eventually married Hank, Colonel Achilles Alusto, and after seven seasons of Will They or Won't They, Tony and Angela admitted they loved each other. Tony would go on to coach a Midwestern college baseball team he had previously played for the St. Louis Cardinals, but came back to Angela in the end, but they didn't get married before the series ended. We covered Tony Danza in episode 90 for Taxi, Catherine Hellman in episode 86 for Soap, and Leslie Nielsen in episode 108, for police squad. Judith Light moved from a drama degree at Carnegie Mellon to regional theater and Broadway, A Doll's House, Herzl, but parts dried up after a while and she almost quit acting. Then she got a part on One Life to Live, winning two daytime Emmys for the role. TV, movies, and guest spots followed, then Who's the Boss?, This would lead to other recurring or regular roles on Phenom, The Simple Life, The Stones, Ugly Betty, which got her Emmy and SAG nominations, Law & Order SVU, The Dallas Reboot, Doubt, American Crime Story, Transparent, with two Emmy noms, a Golden Globe nom, and a SAG nom, Manhunt, and The Politician. Light returned to the stage, Lombardi, Tony and Drama Desk nominations, Other Desert Cities, Tony and Drama Desk wins, The Assembled Parties, Tony and Drama Desk wins, Teresa Raqueen, plus a special Tony for her philanthropic work. Alyssa Milano got her first part in a national touring company of Annie, with her babysitter taking her to the audition at age 7 without her parents' permission. Commercial and regional theater work followed, then came Who's the Boss. An industry was created around Milano, with dance exercise videos and a music career mostly in Japan. She appeared as Arnold's daughter in Commando, then moved into genre films in the 90s, Double Dragon, Embrace of the Vampire, Poison Ivy 2. Then came a run on Melrose Place, which led to her second hit, Charmed. She's also been a regular or recurred on My Name is Earl, Romantically Challenged, Mistresses, Wet Hot American Summer Ten Years Later, and Insatiable. Milano is a huge baseball fan and released a line of team apparel for women. She's also an activist for multiple causes. Danny Pintuaro had already appeared on As the World Turns prior to Who's the Boss? Apart from a few minor jobs and the 2020 web series The Quarantine Bunch, he left the industry after that. He's currently a veterinarian tech. Robin Thomas has been a working actor since the 80s, recurring or a regular on Matlock, The Mommies, Murphy Brown, The Court, Queer as Folk, The Division, Life Unexpected, Cleaners, Zoo, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, and Mystery 101, with a ton of TV guest spots. Films include About Last Night, Summer School, The Contender, and Pacific Rim. Thomas is also a sculptor and carpenter. Kate Vernon's father is John, Dean Wormer of Animal House, and she followed into the family business. A run on Falcon Crest, various TV movies and guest spots, as well as regular or recurring roles on L.A. Law, Nash Bridges, the Battlestar Galactica reboot, The Morning Show, and Condor. Films include Pretty in Pink and Malcolm X. William Gallo had a run on Boys Will Be Boys prior to Who's the Boss with a role in Pretty Woman during that series, other regular or recurring roles, Soldier of Fortune Incorporated, and Days of Our Lives. Rhoda Geminati has a face you might recognize. She's had a run on The Bob Newhart Show and a lot of guest spots prior to Who's the Boss. Other regular or recurring roles, Family Album, The Great Defender, and Just Shoot Me. She's the real estate agent in Ghostbusters. Colonel Achilles Alisto appeared on the show Teach and the film Starship Troopers, but became more successful as a producer of reality shows. Pussycat Dolls present Girlicious, Stylista, King of the Crown, Pretty Wild, The Millionaire Matchmaker, The Prophet, It Takes a Church, and Downtown Shabby. It took 10 months for Who's the Boss to make it from a filmed pilot to a network slot, issues between the producers and the network, but once it hit, the show rocketed up the charts in the top 10 for four seasons and the top 20 for six for our Bazinga score of 3.4. Only when the series was moved from Tuesday to Saturday did the show lose its audience and was canceled. There's a few interesting guest roles. Delta Burke, pre-designing women, appeared in the first season, as did Betty White. Frank Sinatra was a guest at one point, along with Ray Charles and Mike Tyson. A young Matthew Perry played a college roommate of Samantha's. The series was never a hit with critics who considered it to be not bad. Despite this, Who's the Boss was nominated for ten Emmys and five Golden Globes with one win each. Three backdoor pilots were produced. Mona, featuring Hellman's character moving to Manhattan to help run a hotel... Charmed Lives, ironic considering Milano's later role, about single career women starring Fran Drescher, pre-nanny, and Donna Dixon. And Living Dolls, the only one to be picked up, about a homeless model, Leah Remini, pre-King of Queens, being taken in by her agent, Michael Learned. This was also the acting debut of Halle Berry. Who's the boss would go into syndication via WWOR? TBS, ABC Family, Nick at Night, Ion, Hallmark, TV Land, and Antenna TV. Some episodes are available on streamer Crackle, and the first season, and only the first season, is on DVD. The series was remade around the world with versions in India, the UK, Mexico, Argentina, Russia, and Poland. A sequel was announced last year with Danza and Milano attached. Found an episode of the original series on Daily Motion? The opening theme is generic 80s theme song at its best. This episode is about Sam getting her first car. There's a whole lot of wisecracking, Danza swagger's and mugs, SNL's Garrett Morris cameos as a cop. Three's a Crowd premiered on ABC on September 25, 1984 at 8.30 p.m. As the tumultuous run of Three's Company was in the final stretch, ABC obviously did not want to see it go. So they looked to the original UK series, which Three's Company was based on, Man About the House, and saw that it spun out the male lead into his own series when the mothership closed down. Why not duplicate that in the U.S. version? The final three's company episodes partly involve Jack Tripper, John Ritter, finding new love Vicky, Mary Cataret, and proposing marriage. She counteroffers that they move into an apartment above his restaurant. Vicky's rich dad, James, Robert Mandon, buys the building, becoming a reluctant landlord who is no fan of Jack. Alan Campbell plays a flaky assistant chef with Jessica Walter as Vicky's mom, Claudia. James and Claudia had an ugly divorce, which is why Vicki's not a fan of marriage. We covered John Ritter in episode 84 for the Mothership series and Robert Mandan in episode 86 for Soap. Mary Catterette was Miss Connecticut in 1976 and was doing commercials a few years later while serving as an understudy in Broadway's 42nd Street. She would later get the main role. She beat out 500 women for the role of Vicky on Three's a Crowd. The movie Stewardess School and a brief run on Night Court followed that series, along with a lot of guest roles and game shows. She also owned her own restaurant in L.A. In the late 90s, Catarat left the business to take care of her mother, who had a stroke, although she did local theater in Connecticut for a time. Alan Campbell earned a business degree but wound up on the stage and screen. A few guest spots preceded Three's a Crowd, Then later had a long run on Jake and the Fat Man, and much later was in Then We Got Help. His Broadway debut was in Sunset Boulevard, where he got a Tony nom. Other shows, Contact and Mamma Mia. There were also a number of regional theater productions. Jessica Walter, at least in the early years, was better known for her dramatic work. She attended the Fame school in New York City, moving on to Broadway in Advise and Consent, Photo Finish, and Rumors. This led to a ton of TV guest shots and TV movies, one ironically named Three's a Crowd, with regular or recurring work on For the People, The FBI, Medical Center, Love American Style. She got her own series in Ironside spinoff Amy Prentice with an Emmy win. She earned two more Emmy noms and guest roles. During all of this, she was doing films, Grand Prix with a Golden Globe nomination, and Play Misty for Me with a second Golden Globe nomination. Later TV series, Bear Essence, The Love Boat, Trapper John M.D., Wildfire, Aaron's Way, Dinosaurs, Voice Work, Murder, She Wrote, Coach, One Life to Live, Oh Baby, The 90210 Reboot, Saving Grace, Gravity, Retired at 35, Jennifer Falls, and Star and the Forces of Evil, More Voice Work. Walter has racked up 161 IMDb credits so far, but the two she is best known for today are Lucille Bluth on Arrested Development, another Golden Globe nom and three SAG nominations, and Mallory Archer on the animated Archer. Walter returned to Broadway in Anything Goes. Like the series it was spun off of, Three's a Crowd had a lot of behind-the-scenes drama. Development was done in secret, with most of the Three's company cast being in the dark about it. Casting for the Vicky character was done during a Christmas break, but Joyce DeWitt came in to clean up her dressing room and walked into the audition. DeWitt and Priscilla Barnes, the last person in the ditzy Suzanne Summers role, learned their characters would end that season, which made it hard to be excited about their work. Richard Klein and Don Knotts were both offered recurring roles on the new series, but declined. Suzanne Summers actually lobbied to become Jack's love interest in the spin-out, which made no sense both in the narrative and the production, since they were ending Three's Company in part because of Summer's contractual issues. The final episode of Three's Company ends with To Be Continued next fall, and Three's a Crowd continued the storyline. Despite having the star, writers, and producers of the previous hit, Three's a Crowd never attracted an audience being opposite the A-Team did not help. ABC offered a 13-episode second season, which Ritter rejected, and the show was done. This did open a time slot on ABC for a series that was on its last legs, Different Strokes, coming over from NBC. The episodes were folded into the Three's Company syndication package listed as Threes Company 2-T-O-O. Only found the opening theme side-by-side side and a few clips online. Your Move premiered on NBC on September 26, 1984 at 9.30 p.m., a sitcom slightly ahead of its own time. Jason Bateman, who already had a run on Silver Spoon, stars as teenage scam artist Matthew with the widowed mom played by Karen Kay. Writer Norman, played by David Garrison, moves in across the hall from their apartment, and he and the widow hit it off. Jason's character is not pleased and decides to sabotage the relationship. We quickly learn that Norman is also a scam artist, and the show becomes a series of spy versus spy antics, with each countering the other. When we say scams, it's more like illegal activities, ranging from selling pre-written term papers all the way to blackmail. Trisha Cass played Jason's sister, and Ernie Sabella played Eli, Jason's dim-witted patsy. Garrett Morris played the principal. We covered Karen K in episode 84 for Blansky's Beauties, Tricia Cass in episode 96 for The Bad News Bears, and Garrett Morris in episode 69 for Rollout. Jason Bateman's mother was a Pan Am flight attendant, his father an actor and director, and his older sister is Family Ties' Justine Bateman. Jason got started in commercials by age 11, then quickly got a role in the later years of Little House on the Prairie, quickly followed by the Silver Spoons run. Based on his character's popularity on that show, where he played a bad boy, he got the lead on It's Your Move. He did several TV guest spots, along with the film Teen Wolf 2, stepping into the role from another teen idol, Michael J. Fox. Then came Valerie, a show with strange behind-the-scenes shenanigans, which we'll get to down the line. Films followed, Necessary Roughness, Breaking the Rules, and then a series of failed sitcoms all in a row. Simon, Chicago Sons, George and Leo, and Some of My Best Friends. By this point, it appeared that TV was no longer his path, and then came Arrested Development, winning a Golden Globe and four more noms along with two Emmy nominations. Between the two runs of AD, it returned years later on Netflix, Jason recurred or was a regular on The Jake Effect, Sit Down, Shut Up, doing voice work, and Growing Up Fisher, also voice work then had his current hit, Ozark, with one Emmy win and seven nominations, along with three Golden Globe nominations and a SAG award so far. He also directed episodes of the show. He did The Outsider last year. His other films include Love Stinks, The Sweetest Thing, Dodgeball, The Breakup, Juno, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, State of Play, The Invention of Lying, Horrible Bosses, Zootopia, Voice Work, and Game Night. At age 52, he has 92 IMDb credits. David Garrison graduated summa cum laude from Boston University and launched into a stage career. He got a Drama Desk nomination for Off-Broadway's I Do, I Do, then moved to Broadway in A History of the American Film. I only mention this because I directed that musical in college. A Day in Hollywood, A Night in the Ukraine, and a Tony nomination. The Pirates of Penzance, Torch Song Trilogy, Titanic, Wicked, It's Your Move was his first major role outside of the stage. He would later co-star on Married with Children, but asked to be let out of his contract after four seasons to return to the stage. Other regular or recurring roles on TV, Working It Out, The West Wing, Law & Order, and a lot of guest spots. Ernie Sabella has spent much of his career on the stage in Broadway's The Robber Bridegroom, Guys and Dolls, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to the Forum, Chicago, Man of La Mancha, and Curtains. He's had TV runs on Hill Street Blues, Roxy, A Fine Romance, Saved by the Bell, Encore, Encore, The Practice, and Perfect Strangers, as well as films Quiz Show, in and out The 1999 Out-of-Towners, and The Challenger. Sabella is best known as the voice of Pumbaa in The Lion King, which generated dozens of parts in TV shows, direct-to-video, and video games. It's your move worked to come up with more and more elaborate scams, In a two-parter, after Eli loses the money intended to hire a band for the school dance, Matthew invents a fake band called The Dregs of Humanity, involving four skeletons from the biology lab, fog, and tape music. The band becomes a huge hit, and Norman asks if he can interview them for a music magazine. Eventually, New York City hotspot The Palladium offers the band 20K to perform, and Matthew agrees in a cliffhanger. A presidential news conference the next week meant that only those on the West Coast saw the conclusion until the show re-aired many years later. The band doesn't show, and Matthew is sued. He decides to kill them by having the band drive off a cliff into the ocean. A later episode notes that the Dregs have been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The show wasn't as successful as The Band. It did not compete well against Dynasty. Plus, parents were writing in complaints saying their kids were getting in trouble trying to duplicate the scams. Perhaps because of this, the final four episodes out of 18 dropped the whole scam concept and turned the show into a generic family sitcom. Producers Michael G. Moy and Ron Levitt would later create the biting sitcom Married with Children. It's Your Move might have become a hit, on the nascent Fox network a few years later. Watch an episode on Daily Motion. The theme is as generic mid 80s as one can imagine. I think it came as the demo on Casio keyboards of the time. Matthew is an incredibly cruel character, switching in and out of an Eddie Haskell mode. He blackmails the super to get their drain fixed, then hires a limo to entice a girl at a school, which turns out to be driven by Norman in a night job, providing multiple opportunities for torment, especially when Matthew planned to use Norman's apartment for their rendezvous. More of 1984's sitcoms in our next episode. AnnouncerBot, how can the folks find us online? Go to sfpodcastnetwork.com to get the feed, other SF podcasts, and blogs. Subscribe by your favorite podcast catcher and leave us a review. You can email sfpodcastnetwork at gmail.com. Like us at facebook.com slash sfppn. Follow us on Twitter at sfppn check out tumblr.com slash blog slash sfppn call us at 614 321 that's 614 321 sfp back to you mark well i'm filing this episode in the archive tune in next time